This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This is The Jerry Callahan Show. say uh, when the Democrat Party does something really nutty, like uh, support uh, mutilation, gender mutilation of children or uh, abortion in the uh, third trimester, you hear people say it's not your grandfather's Democrat Party anymore. And I'm pretty sure that certainly applies to me because my grandfather was a cop in Boston. He was a Democrat. That's how things have changed. Uh, I can't imagine how any cop anywhere could be a Democrat, could could not have anything but uh, disgust with today's Democrat party. We told you yesterday about Catherine Clark, whose son, who's now, uh, I guess, uh, pretending to be a girl, a woman, uh, attacked a cop, assaulted a cop. And uh, Catherine Clark, she supports her daughter. Doesn't say a word about the cop who was attacked doing his job. We have another Congresswoman, sitting Congresswoman, Blaming the cops for what happened in Atlanta. Just a reminder, six days ago, an Antifa scum, an Antifa thug shot a cop, injured the cop, would have killed the cop if the cop didn't have a vest on. They fired back and killed the dirtbag, setting off the riots. And who does this Democrat come out in support of? The cop? All the cops doing their jobs? Of course not. She comes out in support of the thug. That's how far gone your Democrat party is these days. We'll give you the details on that and the latest on uh, Catherine Clark's daughter, who is in court, briefly, of course, in court and out on $500 bail. We'll contrast that with the latest uh, January 6th defender. That would be Richard Big O Barrett, who's facing... 47 years in prison. Did he assault anyone? Did he punch a cop? Did he break anything? No, no, and no. He put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and stole an envelope. I'm not kidding, an envelope. And he'll be sentenced in May. He probably won't get 47 years. He'll just get, oh, I don't know, 15 or 20. We have a two-tier justice system, as I say every day, and man, was it on display yesterday. Tom Brady talked about uh, when he'll make his decision on whether he will return. I miss I miss Brady. He used to uh, drop a, an F-bomb every Monday when we'd interview him. And of course, the uh, producer would have to jump up and bleep it. They didn't bleep this one. They did not. There's, we had another shooting in California. Bad news again for the mainstream media. Seven dead. They don't care about that. They don't care about how many deaths. They care about the skin color of the shooter and the weapon he used. So it wasn't, uh, it didn't work out for the media. In fact, Don Lemon's back in studio. He went to California for one day, hoping it would be a white supremacist mass shooting. Didn't work out for Don, so he's back in studio. Uh, We get the latest ratings from Bamani Jones's TV show. Has anyone failed in more in more media in more ways than Bamani Jones? And he just keeps failing up. And the Oscar nominations just came out. And uh, I don't care about any of these uh, movies. I've seen some of them. We'll give you the uh, the the list of nominations. We'll tell you whether Top Gun made the list. All I'm hoping for. Hell, I'm going to watch. I'm hoping. I hate Jimmy Kimmel. He's not funny. He's lost his mind. But he's the host again, of course. They picked Jimmy Kimmel, so he'll stand up and tell some jokes about Trump. And we're just hoping somehow, some way, that somebody gets insulted and once again slaps the host in the face. That's the hope. We'll see what happens. But we got to start with this, uh, with uh, the story of the uh, Democrats turning on the cops 
And it's just so outrageous. I mean, I understand your, your sympathies lie if you're a Democrat. You, you generally sympathize with the criminals. We see it in the inner cities with the rash of violent crimes and carjackings. And uh, your instinct, if you're a Democrat, is to support the criminal over the cop. But there comes a time when it just gets a little, uh, a little obvious that you have to show some support for law enforcement. Well, uh, we talked yesterday about, uh, I, I don't even know what we're calling him, Jared, Jared, uh, what's, the, what's, what's the female name of, of Catherine Clark's, uh, uh, I keep forgetting, Catherine Clark's daughter, and I guess everybody's doing that, Riley, Jared Riley, who is now, uh, I mean, Jared Dowell, who's now Riley Dowell, I don't know when he decided he was a girl, maybe like as he was being put into the cruiser and taken to jail. He showed up in court yesterday, arraigned on a number of charges, including assaulting a police officer. He didn't look like a girl. Uh, I hate to break it to the media who's all buying into this. Every media outlet, the New York Post, the Boston Herald, uh, the Daily Mail, all the TV stations are calling calling, uh, Jared Dowell. He was booked as a male. Jared Dull's his name, but I can't, apparently sometime recently he got confused and uh, became Riley Dull. Lots of Antifa are, um, are transgender. It's a thing with the Antifa scum. I don't know why. I guess because they're all friggin' uh, unstable people, unhinged people, and they're looking for some meaning in their lives. There's your, uh, <laughs> that's not the mugshot of uh, Riley, but it's, uh, it's a look. Riley's going for a look. And uh, as uh, he was no surprise, arraigned in court, in and out, $500 bail will return in um, March, I believe, for sentencing. We all know Riley Dowell, Jared Dowell, whatever his name is, we know Jared Dowell will not spend a day in jail. We know that's how it works. He's a Democrat, a, a, a well-connected, rich, spoiled, entitled punk and those guys don't do jail time hell how many of the people in the the six who were arrested in atlanta blowing stuff up blow up blowing up a police car assaulting cops causing lots of damage breaking lots of windows just wreaking havoc on the city they arrested six i believe were charged with domestic terrorism they will not be convicted of domestic terrorism they will not spend a day in jail in fact there's a, a piece in the uh, New York Post about, uh, it's by Andy No, freelance journalist and thief who likes to steal stuff from uh, Turtle Boy. But when he's not stealing from Turtle Boy, he does a good job. And he runs through the defendants in Atlanta. They're all little spoiled rich kids. They're all children of privilege. Francis Carroll, once again, he was arrested in uh, Atlanta at an Antifa protest, an Antifa riot in August. He's arrested again. Carol was already out on bail for a domestic terrorism arrest in Atlanta uh, last month. He's the son of yacht-sailing multimillionaire family, and he hails from the wealthy main city of Kenny Bunkport. He lives in his parents' mansion before he went to Atlanta, he was among six people arrested and charged with domestic terrorism. They were all bailed out by activists who crowdfunded the legal defense using Twitter. Uh, I'd love to know if uh, what, how many powerful, rich, connected Democrats contributed to that to bail out these terrorists. Of course, if you're CNN, you don't call them terrorists. You don't call them rioters. You don't call them violent. No, no. According to a CNN guest, a freelance journalist who we introduced you to yesterday, it's not violence when you just break windows and blow up police cars. No, the violence, he said, was all uh, perpetrated by the cops. So you hear the story. The We'll, we'll get back to uh, Jared Riley, whatever, the, 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 the son of uh, Catherine Clark, uh, and her reaction to her son attacking a police officer, violently, assault, violently assaulting a police officer. We'll get back to that. And I'll ask the question, what would your father do? What would your mother do if you were arrested for punching a cop? Uh, 
I, I certainly blame the perpetrator. I'll always blame the perpetrator first. But man, does his mother share some culpability. He wasn't raised right, in case you were wondering. Uh, no, he was not. Of course, she loves her son. I mean, her daughter. Today's a daughter. So she loves her daughter and supports her daughter and thinks her daughter is wonderful. And, you know, just had a, had a bad day. But, uh, but I, I got to ask, the thing that we saw in Atlanta, and we got video. Thank God we have video. It was violence by any definition, not CNN's definition, but most people would consider that violent. We saw the explosions. They were arrested with explosives. The Democrat mayor of Atlanta said it in the press conference. He said they had weapons and they had explosives. He said, yes, you heard me right. They had explosives. That means they had bombs. They were going to blow up bombs. That's a group CNN wants you to think are just protesting, I don't know, police violence. Um, what if that were a right-wing group? What if that were the Oath Keepers, the Proud Boys? Proud Boys and Oath Keepers, according to the media, you know, they're, they're, they're terrorists. If There's never been a scene like this involving the Proud Boys or Oath Keepers. Never. I mean, there's Proud Boys and Oath Keepers have been on trial in D.C. for the uh, January 6th riot. Uh, they didn't set off explosives. They didn't shoot guns. God knows they didn't shoot a cop. That's the domain of Antifa. That is the, the this is the uh, violent, um, these are the violent ground soldiers, the ground troops for the Democrat Party. That's why they get a pass. That's why they don't do jail time. Think of what they did. I'm, I'm just going to give you the, uh, the details of what happened in Atlanta. What set this whole thing off? I know it gets lost in the, you know, in the, in the chaos, in the, in the video, in the explosions, the fires and everything. One of the Antifa scumbags, Little Turtle, they call him, Tortuguita. Tortuguita uh, shot a cop. Took a, <laughs> I'll repeat, shot a cop. I have the latest uh, update, unfortunately. According to the uh, Georgia Department of Public Safety Colonel Chris Wright, Authorities were conducting a cleaning operation near the site. That's the place where they, they have 82 acres of land that were going to use it to train police. That's generally what the people who hate cops demand, better training. So they were going to get better training in Atlanta at this spot. Um, Wright said the protesters fired a shot and hit one of the officers. Police fired back, killing the suspect. The officer is in stable condition, thank God. He's not been officially identified yet. So this thing started with an Antifa scum shooting a cop. That's a, I mean, I know that's like a small detail. Shot a cop, hit him. I believe the guy had a vest. It wounded him. He's hospitalized. He's going to be okay, we think. They fire back. They killed Tortuguita, uh, the, the, the scumbag. And I believe he was... I see some of the memorials. He's also transgender. Tortuguita goes by, what's his real name? It's Tehran. He goes by they. He's a they. So, so Tortuguita, who shot a cop and then got shot by the other cops, is a martyr. The marches through the, the city had his sign, remember Tortuguita. They indeed invoked his name in Boston when they vandalized the monument in Boston Common leading to the arrest of uh, Jared uh, Dowell, the, uh, the son of uh, the highest ranking female congressperson. Um, I'm sorry, when they shoot a cop, shouldn't all bets be off? Shouldn't be the, that be the time where all public officials, well, all the media and everyone said, these people are out of control. The cops responded with force, but certainly appropriately that these people shouldn't be bailed out in 10 minutes, that these domestic terrorism charges should be pursued, that they should be charged with that, convicted of that, and sent away. Uh, we'll get back to Richard Bego Barrett and our two-tier justice system in, in, in a moment. But here is the perhaps the most, and, and God knows there's a lot of competition. I'm from Boston. I, 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 I'm represented by Ayanna Presley. Uh, lots of Congress people, lots of Democrats hate cops. Nobody hates cops as much as Ayanna Presley, but she's getting a run for her money. 
This is uh, a congresswoman, a sitting congresswoman from uh, St. Louis, Cori Bush. Now, we know she's a nut. She's a dummy and she's a nut and she's a radical and she's a, a squad member and she's, she's just, she hates, she hates cops. She hates America. She really does. This is perhaps the most insane, the most outrageous, the most vile thing ever uttered by a congressperson that I can remember. Again, we'll get to Ayanna, a reminder of where Ayanna stands on these issues. But sitting congresswoman, Cori Bush, you ready for this? Tweets last night or yesterday afternoon. Last week, police killed Tortuguita a climate justice protester in Atlanta who was defending a forest set to be destroyed for Cop City, a police training center. I'm calling for an independent investigation into the death. There must be accountability. Okay. <sighs> she, she, she is sub, uh, t- she's tweeting, well, whatever, subtweeting in this, another tweet here a guy who's an Antifa scum, a guy named Timothy Pratt, claims to be a reporter, uh, but an Antifa supporter, claims to be a reporter for, uh, ooh, New York Times, The Guardian, Atlantic, he, him. So Timothy Pratt tweeted, I spoke to Tortuguita's family for this story, assassinated in cold blood. The man killed protesting Georgia's cop city. Assassinated in cold blood. Now that's a reporter writes for the New York Times, you expect that. Um, the congressperson, I think she's a, she's stupid, but she knows that uh, Tortuguita shot a cop and they shot back and they killed him. That's normal protocol. That's justice. How can a congresswoman, and, and I assume she's got a staff of like 75 people, how can you tweet this out? How can you say this? Again, she's a fringe nutcase. But there are a lot of Americans in Missouri who vote for this person. And she says that he's a climate justice protester. What? A climate justice protester who is defending a forest. No mention that he shot a cop. No mention of the tough job cops face dealing with these scumbags. No mention of a cop putting his life, literally uh, almost lost his life that day because this piece of garbage shot him. That's a congressperson. I, I mean, how does, I, I, again, I, you know, I realize most, most people realize the Democrat Party represents the radical fringe. They represent the extremists. But I know friends, I got friends, I got family members who vote Democrat. You, you, you on board with this? You on board with this? My, my friends, my family, my neighbors, you're a Democrat. I know you hate Trump. You on board with Cori Bush calling a guy who shot a cop a climate justice protester who was, you know, assassinated and not using his real name, using his cutesy nickname, Little Turtle. Oh, these people have lost their way. And again, I'll remind you, the, uh, she's, she's got competition here because Ayanna Presley, who's an absolute radical lunatic who despises all cops, uh, after the Derek Chauvin murder, act after Chauvin was convicted of murder, murdering George Floyd, a career criminal, a drug addict who had fentanyl in his system, who was resisting arrest, who just tried to pass a counterfeit bill, who previously assaulted a pregnant woman with a gun, beat her up. That guy, you know, that martyr. After George Floyd was convicted, I mean, uh, uh, after Derek Chauvin was convicted of murdering George Floyd, Ayanna Presley said, the cops in this country have murdered 70 innocent people. This was a few days after the, uh, after the conviction. By the way, wasn't the conviction what you wanted? Isn't that justice? Isn't that system, isn't the system working when the man you claim con- murdered St. George Floyd was convicted and will never see the light of day, will do life? Wasn't enough. She had to come out and slander all the cops. Do we have Ayanna Presley? I know this is uh, a uh, two, almost two years old, but it never got any coverage. Of course, you don't won't get it from the mainstream media because they support her. They love her. They hate cops too. But shouldn't this have been 
shouldn't this have been out there at some point? Shouldn't people get to hear what a sitting congressman says when she's lying about the cops? And they're lying about the cops for a reason. They want people to hate cops like they do. They want people to turn on the cops. Hell, they wouldn't mind at all if someone else took a shot at a cop or took a swing at a cop. They're all on board with Tortuguita and and Riley Dowell. They, they, they like when people hate cops, blame cops, protest against the cops. How can a cop, quick question, if you're on security detail and Ayanna Presley's making an appearance and they say, you have to defend her, you have to protect her, you're on duty. How can a cop do that? I, I got to ask some of my cop friends, how do you defend people who hate you? How do you defend Ayanna Presley and Corey Bush and, and, and Liz Warren and, uh, and Gavin Newsom? How do you do it? They, you know, they despise you. They know if something happens, they will blame you. Even when you get shot and you fire back, they're going to blame you and demand an investigation. But go ahead, play. Let's listen to Ayanna Presley, my uh, congressperson, completely unhinged, despises cops and lies about cops killing innocent people. Go ahead. Um, let me just stop for a moment and just um, be blunt and talk about how we arrived here. Black lives have not mattered. They've not mattered since the very inception of this country, the original sin of slavery. And so for that reason, because black lives have not mattered, our humanity has never been seen. That is why our black children are adultified. That is why our skin color is criminalized. That is why our very existence is criminalized. The Derek Chauvin verdict of guilty is one example of accountability, not justice, because true justice would mean that George Floyd would still be here with his family, with his siblings, with his children. But I can't even approximate for you, Don, because black lives matter just that little. I don't even have the data to accurately capture how many lives have been interrupted and we've been, that have been stolen from families. Now, based on my, my quick assessment, since George Floyd's murder, 100 people have been murdered at the hands of law enforcement. Since the trial, 70 people have been murdered at the hands of law enforcement. So what I wanna hear from this administration and from all of my colleagues at every level of government is they are committed to passing legislation. They are committed to systemic change that is going to keep black people and other marginalized, criminalized people alive. Okay. And you've got- uh, but, uh. Where do you begin with this flat out racist liar? That's a sitting member of Congress lying about the cops. A hundred people murdered since the trial, 70 since the verdict. What was the date on this? I believe it was April. April 28th, 2021. 28th. That is a flat out lie. I mean, if you're interviewing her, you follow it up and say, could you name some names, some places with, you know, obviously 70 innocent people murdered by cops. That's a big deal. It didn't happen. It's not true. She's lying about the cops in an effort to turn people against cops and 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 view them as as racist murderers. A hundred people. If one innocent black person gets killed by cops, we all know about it. We know the whole story. Uh, by the way, George Floyd, if he were alive today, he wouldn't be with his kids. He didn't care about his kids. He had one of his kids lived near him. And after he was killed and made a martyr, they talked to the kid and he hadn't seen him in 20 years. The kid was like 25, 27 years old. He didn't care about his kids. He didn't care about other people's kids. That's why he robbed a pregnant woman at gunpoint. Uh, the idea that poor George Floyd can't be with his family. He didn't give a damn about his family. Not that that matters. This is a congresswoman lying about cops. And there was no coverage, no blowback, no pushback. Not a word in the Boston Globe, of course. Not a word from the local media. This woman is just, she just hates police. She, she's, she's racist. She's a liar. You kind of think that would be a story, kind of be a big deal. But no, you get to say that when you're Yana Presley. That is liberal privilege. 
which is what we saw on display in a Boston courtroom yesterday when, uh, when I, I keep forgetting, the, 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 the Riley, Riley Dowell, also known as Jared Dowell, was arraigned um, in, in uh, court and, and released on $500 bail. Be back in court, I believe, in, uh, in May, uh, where they'll fine him and give him some community service. April, I'm sorry, April 19th for a pretrial hearing. Um, he will not, he will not do a day in jail. He will not, it will not slow him down. He'll get arrested again, just like the scumbag from Kenny Bugport. And, and what is the, um, we went, we showed you the tweet yesterday from, uh, his mom who said, uh, what does mom say? Oh, um, she loves, uh, I got it here. You got it here. I love Riley. This is a difficult time in the cycle of joy and pain. What? The joy and pain of parenting. This will be evaluated by the legal system. And I'm confident in that process. Nothing about the cop. He assaulted nothing about the cops who were surrounded by Antifa scum who threatened them and then assaulted them. Nothing about nothing. No apology. I'm sorry. This happened. You know, it's, it's unfortunate the cops have a tough job. Not a word. That is the minority whip, the second highest ranking Democrat in Congress, the highest ranking female in, unless you count Kamala, in D.C. Um, she, uh, Clark was uh, asked about it. She wouldn't condone a, an assault on the cops. She said, I condemn violence against everyone, whether it's the police or against community members, as a result of any person or government entity. Oh, bold statement, Catherine. Who who asked you about police, uh, about violence against community members? They're asking you about violence against cops because your son committed violence against cops. Quote, I'm going to refer my statements to refer to my statements that I've already released. I love all my children and Riley dearly, but this is a difficult time in the cycle of joy. Back to that. I have full trust in the legal system. The case, this case is before it, and I have confidence it'll be equitable and fair. That's it. Nothing in support of the cops who support, defend her, you know, who, who defend us and get assaulted by rich, spoiled punks for, for doing their job. Not a word in support of the cops. Nothing. In fact, you know, she, you'll never hear her support the cops. She hates cops. Look at her social media. It's all, you know, the racist cops and Black Lives Matter. And by the way, Turtle Boy uh, did this, went through all her social media. She doesn't say a word about her kids, her sons, his sons. The only time she tweets about a kid is when he transitions and becomes Riley. And then it's time to celebrate because that's what these people do. They celebrate uh, their trans child, not their regular normal child, well-adjusted kids. It's just the trans kids because it's like a, it's, it, you know, it's like a bobble, like a prop. Look at my trans kid. Isn't she wonderful? No, she's not. Actually, she's a piece of garbage who's uh, defacing public property and uh, assaulting police officers. All right, before we move on, just a reminder of how we have two systems of justice. It was never more vividly on display than yesterday when this punk kid walks out of court on $500 bail and a guy named Rig, uh, big, uh, his name is, uh, his nickname is Bigo, 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 Richard Bigo Barnett. You probably know about him. He was caught with his uh, feet up on uh, Nancy Pelosi's desk on January 6th. He's kind of a goofball. If you've seen him interviewed, he's kind of wacky. He lives in the mountains of Arkansas. He shows up on January 6th. He gets pushed through the doors of the Capitol. You can see it, whatever. The doors are open. The cops invited everyone in. They walk in. He, he, assaulted nobody. He broke nothing. He put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's desk and they, the photographer told him to, he did it. They get the picture. He walked out with an envelope, an empty envelope. And he was charged with theft for <laughs> stealing an envelope. He's, he, he was facing all kinds of, you know, trumped up charges, including, uh, you know, uh, interrupting a, a legal proceeding or whatever it is. All, all just, uh, you, know, uh, out, you know, out to get him. He was found guilty on all counts. It took the jury an hour. That is, the, the, uh, the, uh, the prosecutors on January 6th have a 99% success rate. They put 
Trump supporters in front of a jury who hates Trump. That's all they do. The evidence is irrelevant. The case is irrelevant. They know these people hate Trump, hate Trump supporters, and they get convictions like that. That's how it works. Uh, the, 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 this is from uh, the Washington Examiner. Uh, Richard Bigo Barnett, who put his, foot on, uh, put his foot on a desk in Pelosi's office, was found guilty on all eight federal charges. Uh, after the verdict, his attorney said his client didn't get a fair trial because Washington, D.C. is not a state and he was not surrounded by jury of his peers. He should have been in Arkansas, a place where he came from. It's true. These aren't a jury of your peers. These are a jury of your enemies, people who hate you. Um, I believe they, they, the, 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 the state wanted him rep- remanded into custody, put into you know, deplorable jail, put into solitary probably, the judge, to his credit, let him remain on home confinement, but he's going to be sentenced in May, and he's facing 47 years. 47, I heard his lawyer said he probably won't get 47, but he'll get you know 10 or 15. <laughs> uh, he could get 10 or 15. So this guy, 62 years old, he's kind of a wacky guy, supports Trump put his feet on a desk and took an envelope and he's going to do probably at least, you know, five, seven, 10 years in federal prison. And the, the people who assault cops, who tore up downtown Atlanta, who blew up a police car, who smashed a bunch of windows, who terrorized the city. I'll be shocked if they do a day, if they do a day, if they, if they do anything, it'll be, you know, a month, six months, a guy who took an envelope from Nancy Pelosi, He's going to do seven, eight, ten years. Probably die in prison. He doesn't look very healthy. No, he doesn't. Let's listen to Merrick Garland, the uh, the the attack dog for the Biden administration, the most partisan, the most corrupt attorney general of my lifetime, who is who is, in my mind, not even subtle. Again, there's been two hundred attacks on churches and and pro-life pregnancy centers, not one arrest, a bunch of, a bunch of Christians singing songs outside an abortion clinic. They rounded them up, handcuffed them, jailed them. Uh, You can blow up a a crisis pregnancy center and know the justice department will look the other way. And this, and this, again, there'll be no domestic terrorism charges for the people burned up downtown Atlanta, but the guy who stole an envelope, He's going to die in prison. Listen to this liar. Listen to this, this, this complete, complete partisan uh, uh, explain how they don't actually have a dual, a, a two-tier justice system. Go ahead and play it. You may uh, ensure that we adhere to the rule of law. These mean, among other things, that we do not have different rules for Democrats or Republicans, different rules for the powerful or the powerless, different rules for the rich or for the poor. We apply uh, the facts and the law in each case in a neutral, nonpartisan manner. Uh, That is what we uh, always do, and that is what we do in the uh, matters that you're referring to. You are a liar. You are a freaking liar. I mean, honest to God, he can look. <sighs> anyway, a reminder of everybody in Trump's world. Advisors, lawyers, uh, Roger Stone and Peter Navarro. Peter Navarro got uh, arrested. Uh, Roger Stone got arrested on a, a, a pre-dawn raid with 30 federal agents. Guns drawn. He's an old guy. I don't know, 70-something. His, his wife is blind. They, they banged down his door at dawn. They had, they had agents, got armed agents in a boat because he lives like on the intercoastal and they busted him because he's Trump's advisor. They busted Peter Navarro. I believe uh, he was trying to take a flight. They busted him at the airport, guns drawn, handcuffed, leg irons. They're, this guy isn't even subtle. It is, it, they, have, they have used the Justice Department to go after enemies of the uh, Biden regime, enemies of the uh, Democrat Party, and it was never more evident than yesterday as Big O prepares to die in prison. And Riley, poor Riley uh, Dowell, or Jared Dowell, whatever he's going by today, knows he's probably out there spray painting, vandalizing things this weekend. 
because that's what they do, these, these Antifa scumbags. And they know the Justice Department will not come after them, will not label them terrorists, will not jail them, will not take this seriously. Again, watch the video from Atlanta and ask yourself, what if the Proud Boys did that? The Oath Keepers, they would round them up. They would never see the light of day. It would be the number one story, the lead story on every news channel, on every network, on every newspaper. Oh, these out of control right-wing militias. They don't do that. Antifa does that. But Antifa's uh, got some powerful supporters, including sitting Congress people, the Attorney General, the President. <sighs> I, heard, I heard Jessica Tarloff on The Five yesterday saying, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, Proud. And I'm saying, Name one time you remember the Proud Boys using explosives, shooting cops, smashing windows, burning businesses. Just two different worlds, two different worlds. One faces the full force of the federal government and the other one walks free. I shouldn't say walks free, $500 bail. The little rich punk from Melrose walks free. And uh, I don't know whether he's Jared or Riley today. All I know is that he is free, free to assault cops again. All right, we got to move on before I lose my mind. Uh, we got to get to, we got to get to Bamani Joe. We got to get to the uh, latest shooting, the Academy Awards, Tom Brady. We got lots to get to, but first a recession proof investment without compromise. European American Armory Corp or EAA Corp has specialized in providing high quality, innovative and reasonably priced firearms to the U S market since 1990. Choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact carry or full size in three popular calibers. First time gun owner, no problem. EAA Corp all-in-one 9mm MC9 striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of your hard-earned money. Visit eaacorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. It was uh, another, sadly, tragically, another mass shooting in California. Seven people shot dead. Um, sadly, you know, that's, that's tragic. That's sad. But for the mainstream media, also tragic. It wasn't a white guy. It wasn't a proud boy. wasn't an oath keeper. wasn't a white supremacist. I don't believe it was an AR-15. You know how you know it wasn't an AR-15? Because they will not name the weapon. <laughs> it was a, another old Asian guy, 67-year-old Asian guy, shot people at two different locations. He was a farm worker, a mushroom farmer, and apparently it was a dispute at work. Uh, the media is, was all over it till they get video. We have video of the cops taking them down and they saw it was this old Asian guy. So, uh, nothing to see here. Come on back home to the office, Don Lemon. I just wonder why none of the media people, Robin Roberts, Don Lemon don't stop when they go to LA for the mass shooting and hoping it would be a white supremacist, no luck. And they come back. Do they ever consider stopping in Chicago? Because they're very concerned about gun violence. Today is what? January 24th? Mm -hmm. this, this was yesterday, January 23rd. 23rd day of 2023. In Chicago. One city. Big, big city. Violent city. But you know how many people were shot in Chicago in the first 23 days? 23 people. Year? 32 dead, wow. 167 people shot, almost all of them young black guys. 
And people like Don Lemon and Robin Roberts and everybody in the mainstream media who are so concerned about those poor old Asian ladies who are just trying to have fun dancing. And we're, we're all sickened by this. And I hope they execute the guy and do it quickly. They don't give a damn about Chicago. They don't give a damn about young black kids shot in the street. 23 days, 167 shot, 32 dead. And it's like not even covered. I mean, you you see it occasionally on Twitter, but I watch cable news. I'm, I'm online. Barely a mention of 167 black kids, mostly black kids, shot, 32 dead. No, wouldn't, not telling them how to do their jobs. But if you really cared about gun violence, and that's all we hear, when the white supremacist narrative gets gets crossed off and then the AR-15 gets crossed off, they move to gun violence. We had to do something about gun violence. Uh, absolutely, we should do something about gun violence. And there's no place with more gun violence than Chicago, home of the Barack Obama Presidential Library. Does Barack ever show up? Does Biden ever show up? Does Kamala, Kamala ever show up in Chicago and say we got to do something about gun violence? No, I don't think so, unless it's a a mass shooting and, and especially if it's, a, if it's an angry white guy, they don't really care about gun violence. They don't. They, they care about uh, dividing people along racial lines and exploiting it and using it. And uh, I'm just going to guess it wasn't an AR-15. They said it was a semi-automatic rifle, which is just about all rifles, but they don't say whether it was an AR-15 and, uh, we got, we got uh, Gavin Newsom talking about gun violence yesterday. <laughs> it, it, it's, it's just the usual gibberish from Gavin Newsom. But uh, if you're watching along, what do you notice as, as Gavin Newsom talks about taking guns away from law-abiding citizens? Go ahead and play this. I mean, the, the Second Amendment's becoming He's a walking along with... I mean, it's just, uh, you know, and that's the only question the community wants. How do you get it? I'm seeing four. What about our kids when they're going to school? Um, what more can we do? And, you know, again, I, I, we look at that all the time. I mean, I, we did another half dozen gun safety bills last year. We'll continue to... He's, he's walking them. along with, uh, what's your name? I forget. It was the ABC reporter, I believe. Uh, NBC, I don't know, one of the network reporters down the sidewalk talking about the Second Amendment and how we have to take guns away. There are four armed security people around him. Four and they probably have, you know, high capacity magazines and semiotic weapons of war, semi automatic weapons of war. And he doesn't notice the hypocrisy, he doesn't matter. So, if some guy owns a store in the inner city and wants to protect his store and has a gun, we want to take that away. But Gavin Newsom, surrounded by armed security. Does, he needs that. He needs that. But the guy, you know, who runs a store, the, whatever, the, the, a jewelry store, a shoe store in, in down in East L.A., can't have him. He can't have a gun to protect himself. But this blowed ride fraud, he's, he has all kinds of guns, all kinds of weapons of war protecting him. That's different. Man, what a what a friggin' hypocrite. All right, let's get to, I want to get to Beaumont. I want to, get, I want to, I want to lighten it up here. Ironhead. I want to get some laughs. Let's do a, uh, let's do the Academy Awards. Just breaking. If you have, if you missed it, the Academy Award nominations uh, came out. And the big question was, would Top Gun be nominated for best picture? I thought it was good. It wasn't great. I loved it. it loved it. It was good. It was good. What would you give it? I give it a B plus. It was good. It was good. I was thinking A minus. I'll, I'll, you know what? I'm, I'll say this. I'm rooting for it. All Quiet on the Western Front, which is great, but very dark. Yeah. Very dark and depressing. Uh, that's nominated a million times. I got a lot of nominations. It's, uh, it's not an American movie. So is, is it, does it count among international? It was, a, it was like a German. It was from the German perspective, and they actually did a really good job with the uh, – the voiceover and the dubbing, you can't really tell unless you're hyper-focused on it, but it's, I, it's, I thought that was it's, good. It's damn good. I'll root for that too. It won't win. I mean, no. there's a movie that I see as I'm flipping channels all the time. It's just, 
everything everywhere all at once. So a couple of times I've stopped and I'm like, what in the hell is going on? And I just keep, I just keep flipping. I have no interest. Maybe I'll check it out because it was nominated for everything. And apparently it might even win. Uh, best picture, all quiet on the Western front avatar, the Banshees of Ina Sharon, Elvis, everything everywhere all at once. The Fableman's tar top gun maverick triangle of sadness women talking well i root for the movies i've saw i've seen which would be top gun and uh, all quiet on the rest in front tom cruise did not get uh nominated for actor i don't believe uh and of course it didn't get any like acting nominations actor in a supporting role actor actresses in a supporting role oh they're uh there's, there's all kinds of nominations for everything all at once. And uh, so far I'm seeing uh, original song, hold my hand from Top Gun is nominated. <laughs> Ooh, original song, uh, man, all quiet in the Western front is in everything. Good for, good for them. Hope they win some award. The whale, the best actor would be uh, the favorite would be uh, Brendan Fraser in the whale. But to me, um, the, uh, the big story is going to be, just how bad will Jimmy Kimmel be? He'll, he'll be awful. He'll be, I mean, he'll come out and he'll make fun of, you know, Trump and George Santos, George Santos, who, by the way, I, 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 let me restate. I don't want him to quit. I don't want him to be expelled, arrested, nothing. I want him in Congress because every time we talk about George Santos, we have to talk about Liz Warren. If he goes, she goes, if he goes, Biden goes. If there's, if, if, if lying about your history, your resume is disqualifying, good. I'd love to see them all go. George Santos should go as long as Liz Warren and Joe Biden go also. But the latest one where he's a drag queen, man, you cannot make this up, man. He said he, said he wasn't actually a drag queen. He just dressed up as a woman as a gag. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but uh, George Santos uh, is uh, J- uh, Jimmy Kimmel talk up. Uh, uh, we'll uh, make George Santos jokes. He'll make Donald Trump jokes and he'll make fun of, uh, I don't know, he'll make fun of uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, but the best picture nominees uh, in, the, in the last few years, I, I've said this before, most people haven't seen the movies. And if you have seen them, they generally suck. The last three best picture winners in, in 20. I'm going to get the all-time list. In in 2020, Parasite, which was totally weird. Best picture. That's ridiculous. Um, The 21, Nomadland, which sucked. In 22, Coda, which was filmed here on the North Shore, The Fishing, The Deaf Fisherman. And it was cute. It was like a good after-school special. Best picture? What? And before that, Green Book in 2019 is a great movie. But before that, Shape of Water, which was terrible. Moonlight, which could be the worst movie ever made. Spotlight, which sucked. Totally overrated. Birdman, which sucked. And then before that, 12 Years a Slave and Argo was good. Um, It used to be you picked the best picture nominee. It's weird. I know it's weird how this has evolved. But it used to be the best picture nominees, the best picture winners, were, I don't know, good movies. Were you old enough to remember that, Ironhead? 1994, Schindler's List, spectacular movie. 95, Forrest Gump, great movie. 96, Braveheart, the best movie ever made. That, that was weird. Braveheart wins and Moonlight wins. It's just like two different standards. 19, uh, 1973, The Godfather. 1975, The Godfather Part Two. 76, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Spectacular movie. 1977, Rocky. It's weird how the, it's kind of like everything else in society. It's evolved where we have to be, uh, it has to be super woke. I mean, Moonlight's about gay black guys, so you knew that had a good shot. Uh, (laughs) uh, The Shape of Water, I don't know what that's about. Guy, woman that sleeps with a a fish and literally in the wild. I mean, just terrible movie, terrible movie spotlight, totally overrated a movie glorifying the media, the Boston globe who ignored the priest pedophile scandal for years. And then they make the movie and they don't even mention the victims, the people, the real heroes who stepped up. They mentioned the globe. 
Deer Hunter. Awful movie. Moonlight, terrible. Shape of Water, terrible. Parasite, terrible. Coda, eh. Whatever happened to picking, I don't know, the best movies. It's what they used to do. Maybe they'll bring that back. Who knows? No Country for Old Men, I think, deserved to win. That movie was great. Uh, no, what? No Country for Mole Run, overrated. Not a big oh, fan. I love that movie. Not a big fan. But uh, most of the, when you look at the history, uh, most of the movies that won, The Departed won. Good movie. Very good movie. Uh, most Gladiator, spectacular movie. One of the best of all time. American Beauty. I enjoyed it. It's before I knew, you know, Kevin Spacey <laughs> was a But yeah. uh, Shakespeare in Love, I believe, beat um, Shawshank Redemption. That was a crime that someone should have been arrested and executed for that. But it's weird how they used to pick good movies for best movie. They should bring that back. Bring that back. It's a, just a, it's cute. It'll be novel. Pick the best movie for the best movie. I don't know. Well, it's the dead of winter, but that doesn't slow down Shea Concrete. They got a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great values with designs that will fit your home. A new staircase will dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you a much better curb appeal. You'll be the talk of the town, the envy of the neighborhood. Shea will take care of all this. They remove the old stairs. You don't want to have to do that yourself. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's not an expense. This is an investment in your home. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you get a brand new front entrance. Go to SheaConcrete.com to learn more. Also, you can go there and look for a job. Right now, Shea is hiring. They've got between 15 to 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people with all different types of skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. All right. Speaking of overrated busts. We got to do this Bomani Jones thing. It just this made me laugh out loud. Bomani Jones, if you don't know, is uh, perhaps this is an objective truth. Could be the biggest failure in sports media history. Um, he's failed in vir- virtually every medium, media medium. Uh, you've seen him on ESPN. He's he's his ratings have been a disaster, whatever. This is uh, from Bobby Burek from uh, Outkick. He says, Bamani Jones in the past few years, he had the lowest rated show in ESPN radio history, the lowest rated show at noon in ESPN history, the lowest rated show at 4 p.m. in history. He went to HBO. He had the show following John Oliver. He lost 80% of John Oliver's ratings. And he has a new time slot. He follows Bill Maher. He lost 80% of Bill Maher's ratings. Do you know how bad you have to be to lose 80% of the ratings of the show before you when it's Friday night and people are laying on the couch and probably, you know, having a few pops and they feel compelled to get up and grab the clicker and change the channel when they see you. That's how bad Bamani Jones is. On Friday, Bill Maher drew 800,000 viewers. That's pretty good. A 0.1 TV rating for HBO. Uh, race theory, which is the name of Bamani Jones's show, drew 168,000 viewers, uh, a 79% decline from the show that immediately preceded him. That's amazing. He did the exact same thing last year when he followed John Oliver. He, he, he lost 80% of John Oliver's audience, and it's an amazing thing. He just keeps failing, but he's a woke. A uh, black guy who blames everything on race and racism and white people and white people, uh, white people. And he just keeps getting hired. It's amazing how sometimes the systemic racism in this country just seems to elude certain people that he can, he and I don't know, Jamel Hill just keep making millions, even though the viewers, the readers reject them out of hand. There's nobody who wants to watch Bamani Jones or listen to Bamani Jones. And he just keeps getting new gigs, man. If I sound jealous, I am. Okay. I am. I admit it. A gets a show 200, a trillion, $200 billion. <laughs> he gets a show on HBO after failing in virtually every time slot on TV, on radio at ESPN. 
And he just keeps getting, and, and I saw him, he goes on, he, he goes on CNN now with Don Lemon and promotes his show. Doesn't help though. It doesn't help. Oh, I can't help but laugh. 80%. I mean, I've seen it in radio where the, the lead in gives you a big number and people lose it, but not, no one loses 80% of the audience. You get more than 20% for people who are just too lazy to change the channel. And they just, and there's no commercials. It's not like, they don't want to sit through five minutes of commercials like network TV. It's HBO. You go right from Bill Maher to Bamani, but nobody is watching. All right. Uh, let's get to Brady. This is uh, the latest from Tom. There he is. Man, I, I just, it must be nice. It must be nice to be a woke black guy who sucks at his job and just keeps getting hired. The guy probably makes... I don't know, million, two million. I mean, he makes any, and his ratings suck and nobody's watching, nobody cares, but uh, they just don't want to dump him. They know what happens if you fire Bamani Jones. He got, he's got friends in the media and they all turn and say, oh, they got rid of the black guy. Didn't get rid of Bomar or, or John Oliver, but they got rid of the black guy. Well, that's because no one watches him. Doesn't matter. But anyway, uh, if you've been paying attention at all. You know, Tom Brady played his last game in Tampa, got killed, got crushed, sucked. I'm predicting he's going to walk away. And I'm more convinced than ever. You know why? Because watching the playoff games, watching the division games and the wildcard games, it reminds you of how friggin' hard it is to get to the Super Bowl and how amazing it is that Tom Brady made it to 10 Super Bowls. I mean, let's be honest, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys we're a pretty good team. They won whatever, 12, 13 games. They won their first playoff game in resounding fashion. And then they go out to San Francisco, get crushed and the world, all the, everyone's coming down on Dak Prescott. He's a bum trade him. It's really, really hard. Philadelphia and San Francisco are both really good teams. Only one is going to the Super Bowl. Kansas city and Cincinnati are both really good teams with great quarterbacks. One of them is going to be eliminated. It is hard as hell to get to a Super Bowl, and Brady knows it. He's done it 10 times, but he knows it. There's nowhere he can go where he can make a Super Bowl. He can go to LA, uh, Las Vegas. He could go to Miami, although I don't see that working, but he could go somewhere and play and start and maybe win and maybe even win a division, maybe win 10 games, maybe make the playoffs. The chances of him going to the Super Bowl are almost nil. Oh, sure. You want him to go to the Patriots? Sure. All he has to do is get through Josh Allen in the division and Tua. All he has to do to get to the Super Bowl is get through uh, uh, the, the Bengals and Joe Burrow, get through Kansas City and, and Patrick Mahomes, get through L.A. and Justin Herbert. I mean, get through, hell, Jacksonville and, uh, and Trevor Lawrence. It is a almost an impossible path task to, to get back to a Super Bowl and I think in his mind, he's going to say, why, why do it if I can't win it all? And then he gets to watch as Greg Olson or Tony Romo sits there and just goofs around, especially Romo has a couple of cocktails and does it, watches a game and goofs around. He's going to make 37 million to do that in the booth. That is pretty tempting. So I think he hangs it up, but he was asked again by his good buddy, Jim Gray last, yeah, last night about, uh, you know, when he's going to make his decision. And Brady made it clear. He's sick of people asking. Go ahead, play it. Tom, you're leaving everybody guessing. Uh, and you said you'll take your time. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do uh, regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to fucking do, I'd have already fucking done it. Okay, <laughs> I'm taking it a day at a time. I sense you're antagonized oh. by the question. He's not really mad. He loves Jim Gray. They're buds. He calls him scratchy. Uh, but he does He does like to swear, and he is sick of the questions. I think he knows what he's going to do. Maybe he's not 100% convinced. But the longer you wait, the more you think, man, I don't want to go through that grind again. I don't want to go through camp. I don't want to go show up on August 1st or July, whatever, 20-something. And he's going to look around, and he's going to be tempted maybe. He's going to say, Vegas will be fun. But he ain't you know, winning the division in that division. He ain't winning the conference. He's not going to the Super Bowl. So what's the point? But we'll see. He surprised me last time uh, by coming back, which I don't think it was worth it, but 
We will see what he does, but uh, we will leave it there for today. Thanks to everyone for watching and listening. Thanks to you, Iron Ed. Don't forget Newsmax app. It's very easy. Go to the Newsmax app anytime. It's free. Get it on your phone. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we will do it again tomorrow. Shaking my head and thinking something ain't right Is it just me? Am I losing my mind? Am I standing on the edge of the end of time? Am I the only one? Tell me I'm not Like the show? Leave a five-star review on Apple and Spotify.